It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Garrett Wilson. Wow! What a catch! Touchdown, Jets! That kid's amazing. Gibson on the return. Near side. I don't see any flags. Gibson inside the 30. Hits the Jets. And he's going to go. Just win it. Touchdown, rookie Xavier Gibson. Game over. Allen has time. Intercepted. Sauce Gardner's got it. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown. And he's sacked again by Quinton Williams. What a beast, number 95 for the Jets. Listen. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeJet1. And it is now 2024, so I'm glad to have with me back again Randy Lang, the gold standard, my favorite beat reporter of all time who covered the Jets for many years with the Bergen record. Now he's writing about them for NewYorkJets.com. Randy, thanks so much for coming back on the show, sir. Not a problem, Scott. And here we are finally in 2024. I mean, 23 ha- hasn't really ended uh, until New England, but the calendar is about to turn on to that 24 season and it can't get here soon enough for Jets fans. And I know that uh, they're going to have to be patient for another off season. But, you know, once again, it's, you know, th- there's a lot of promise ahead and let's let's hope it uh, gets realized in 24. We can only keep our fingers crossed at this point, Randy, but one guy who a lot of Jets fans were hoping would break out in 2023 on the defensive side of the ball has done that. Now, he hasn't reached superstar status yet, but if you look at what he did as a rookie and then you look at his progression to year number two, Jermaine Johnson has had a really nice season, six and a half sacks. He's got 15 quarterback hits, seven passes defensed, which is crazy for an edge rusher, and had an outstanding play that ended up becoming a pick six against the Cleveland Browns. You delved in a lot on Jermaine Johnson over at NewYorkJets.com. Some great factoids about his sophomore season. He's playing really, really well. Yeah, and especially uh, he's played well up until the last two games, and then he's kind of been out of sight. You know, I mean, to use an old uh, expression from my childhood, but... uh, he, uh, you know, he he is starting to make these these um, game turning type plays um, against Washington. He had the block punt in the end zone that set up the Jets' first touchdown. I think it made it ten nothing against the Commanders. And uh, this game, uh, just a phenomenal athletic play. I mean, how many times do you see a a pass rusher come in unblocked, or maybe he just gets free and he's bearing down on the quarterback, and a quarterback pump fakes him and he jumps in the air. And then the quarterback, you know, dinks the ball over the top because the guy's landing and his arms are coming down. And um, the quarterback completes that pass for, you know, whatever, 20 yards or something down the field. Uh, Not against Jermaine Johnson on this play. Joe Flacco pumped him. He jumped, but he kept his arms up. He was ready. And then when Flacco did try to release the ball out to the flat, I think it was, um, Jermaine smacked that ball out of the air. And it's like, <laughs> did I just see what I just saw? You know, <laughs> uh, he, and he picked it out of the air and he was off to the races. And, um, and so that's a touchdown return. And then I started to think, um, and, and then also, uh, later in the game, he recovered that fumble that probably should have been another touchdown, except the officials blew the play dead and had to review it. And, uh, and they're not going to give the guy a touchdown on a return. They're only going to give the, uh, the team the ball if they reverse that call which they did 
fortunately, but it did not help Jermaine and the Jets score another touchdown um, uh, off of the return. But uh, Jermaine had two defensive takeaways in the game, one touchdown, and the week before he had the block punt. So I started to um, think, I don't know, is it's kind of arbitrary um, because, you know, lots of guys make lots of big plays and don't, it does not include blocked kicks. But I said, who? when was the last time a Jet blocked a kick and had two defensive takeaways all in the span of one or two games at the most, back-to-back games? And um, so I, I threw some spreadsheet uh, uh items together to uh merge the uh the the uh, values and try to come up with an answer the only player in jets history that i could find that qualified for those um parameters was burgess owens the first round safety of the jets back from uh, out of the the u out of miami uh in 1973 and in 74 the last two games of that season uh, Burgess blocked a field goal, and that was against Buffalo. And then in the season finale, he had two interceptions, one return for a touchdown, uh, and that was um, at Baltimore, the Colts. And so there's the uh, the, the two defensive takeaways and the uh, the return, the or the block, and a touchdown involved. And I couldn't find anybody else who did that. Now maybe there's somebody lurking in the shadows somewhere who, um, you know, kind of qualifies for that. So, it's a little harder than other um, things to research, but it can be done. And uh, that's what I came up with. So if anybody out there has uh, a candidate other than Burgess Owens, let me know. But, you know, Jermaine Johnson is now in very select company in that very narrow definition of big plays over consecutive games. And I I would love to see him uh, have a third game like that uh, at New England on Sunday. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Jermaine Johnson's not the only defensive player that you talked about at NewYorkJets.com, Randy. You dove in a little bit on Quincy Williams, and there's an interesting tie-in to Sauce Gardner there. Yeah, well, you know, Quincy's already broken his own uh, career highs, uh, season highs. Um, he's got 131 tackles. That that's easily snaps his um, uh, personal best. He's got 15 tackles for loss. But, you know, the interesting thing is if you, you uh, look at the PDs, uh, Quincy has been a, um, a pass defense linebacker. He's, he's, he moves backwards as well as forwards. Sometimes he blocks him in the backfield, but a lot of times he's in coverage and he's batting down passes, making uh, sudden impacts with the receivers and, um, um, you know, creating incompletions and, and at least one interception, which he had last game, the first of his career. So he's got uh 10 pds uh and sauce gardner has 11 so what would happen if quincy williams had one pd against the patriots and uh sauce still struggled because they're not throwing his way uh you'd have quincy williams with the same pds as sauce and one more interception 
that's crazy, Randy. Nobody ever would have predicted it. But then again, like you said, when nobody's thrown at Sauce Gardner, this is what's going to happen. Guys around him are going to have flashier stats because when you don't get targeted, it's pretty tough to get flashy stats. There were some seasons where Revis had very few interceptions. I think there was one season where he actually had no interceptions because people just didn't want to try him. So that's the blessing and curse of being a shutdown cornerback. But I want to talk about another player that's flown a little bit under the radar the last couple of weeks with the Jets. He was the big hero in week number one. That's Xavier Gibson. He's had his moments here and there as a receiver and as a return man. Struggled a little bit. Had some turnovers, fumbling the ball on some of these returns. But he had himself a nice day, all-purpose-wise at least, against the Browns. Yeah, I mean, I like to chart um, the all-purpose yards game by game because uh, sometimes they get lost in the sauce. Uh, not Sauce Gardner, of course. <laughs> but uh, but uh, Xavier's done a, a solid job. He came very close to 150 all-purpose yards um, a few games back. But against the Browns, again, a loss and, and a solid loss. Um, you, you probably overlooked that, uh, his achievements. But he had an eight-yard rush, and uh, he added uh, 33 yards on four catches. Uh, and he had 30 punt return yards and 82 kickoff return yards. All those add up to 153 all-purpose yards. It's his first 150 APY game. And um, that's certainly not the most in Jets history. I mean, you know, Braxton Barrios has gotten the 200s a few times. Uh, a lot of that was kickoff return yardage, but not all of it. He, a lot of it was on offense, too. Uh, it would be really great to see Xavier, the X-Man, uh, continue to uh, get increased playing time. And that's what Robert Sala said was going on when uh, we saw Izzy Abanaconda back there on the uh, first couple of kickoff returns, one of which he fumbled to the uh, Browns. Um, and I know a lot of people were wondering, what's going on there? Why isn't Xavier back there? And Robert Sala said, we we just, we had a lot of plays in for Xavier. Um, you know, we didn't want to, um, you know, overload him and uh, wanted to have him ready for offense. And uh, we wanted to give Izzy a chance to, um, you know, get a little taste of uh, the return game and it didn't work out as we envisioned, uh, as the, the head coach said. Uh, but there's time ahead, obviously, for Izzy to um, develop. And Xavier, meanwhile, returned to um, kickoffs as well as punts and, and they also contributed on offense. So, um, you know, the one, you know, I, I, I love and hate these filter uh, stats uh, because, you know, you can tailor the stats any which way you want, uh, the filters, that is. Um, and and uh, get your you know the uh, player you're trying to isolate uh, isolated, <laughs> so I did that. Uh, but um, uh, over the last ten seasons, uh, Xavier's got um, he he's got above 8.0 yards per rush, 11.0 per catch, 10.0 per punt return, just over 10. Uh, he's at 10.01 right now. And twenty over twenty three point oh yards kick returns, and only two other players have um, reached all of those four um, uh, floors. You know to get into that select company. Uh, so you know there's a few that are close and didn't make it, and obviously are very good players. But only three, and Xavier's one of them, and the Jets have got him. So uh, he's another player that I'm very uh, interested to see develop over the coming years. As the uh, unrestricted free, uh, the the undrafted free agent 
who does well and and gets bigger and bigger in both uh, the return game and as well as on offense. Randy, you know who Xavier Gibson reminds me of? And he's got a similar build, too. There was a player that was drafted by the Jets in 1983 out of UCLA, third round, ended up playing in the USFL first before finally coming to the Jets. Dynamic return man and a guy who was a nice extra receiver, which is what Xavier Gibson seems to be turning into. And that is JoJo Townsell, former guest of this show. He came on to talk about the 1986 season. But I think if you get Xavier Gibson to be the quality of player that JoJo Townsell was, especially considering that Gibson was undrafted, that would be a huge win. Yeah, and you know, JoJo was a guy who uh, came up as I was researching that um, uh, Jermaine Johnson uh, item uh, that we talked about earlier. Although JoJo didn't play uh, defense, but he did have a a blocked kick and a touchdown return on a kickoff in back-to-back games. <laughs> and I couldn't find a, a defensive um, fumble recovery <laughs> or interception <laughs> for him. But that was pretty interesting, too, that he he was dynamic as well in, in those areas, uh, not just as a uh, returner or receiver, but also contri- contributing on special teams. So uh, those guys, you know, have a special place in my heart. I mean, Braxton Burrios was very hard to see him go, although you, you could see that happening um, a mile away, going back to Miami um, and um, playing for the hometown team and uh, getting probably a little more money than the Jets were going to pay him <laughs> compared to what they're paying Xavier. Uh, but, um, you know, those guys, you know, unfortunately, you know, Andre Roberts, remember 2018, couldn't keep him, didn't want to keep him. Uh, he was an outstanding returner for the Jets that year. Um, but, you know, those guys are, you know, you don't want to say a dime a dozen, but um, they can be found and you got to find them. And if you don't find them, you're in trouble. And if you do find them, like you found found probably a good one in Xavier, uh, then you're golden. So uh, let's see a little bit more out of Xavier against the Patriots. I'd love to see him reprise his opening night uh, triumph, which was the game-winning overtime punt return against the Bills, and pay back the Patriots for their almost last-minute punt return touchdown to beat the Jets up there in New England, ten to three. <laughs> so uh, that would be something I'd, I'd like to see uh, the X-Man uh, unfold for us on Sunday. Randy, we know what Xavier Gibson has been able to do on special teams, and they're using him more and more on offense. The two guys they use the most on offense, and with good reason because they're the two best players on the offensive side of the ball, especially with Aaron Rodgers hurt, are Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. Garrett Wilson on the precipice of another Jets milestone. He's this close. And Brees Hall has done something that brings him closer and closer to one of the greatest running backs of all time. You dug up some interesting information on both of these guys. What'd you find? Well, Garrett Wilson, we know, um, sets records every week, pretty much. Um, and um, he, he reached 1,000 yards against the Browns early on. Um, he still needs seven catches to get to 100 for the season. If he does that against the Patriots, tough defense, but, you know, there's no reason that um, he can't get seven. He may not get a lot of yards, which has been happening. But um, uh, if he gets those seven catches, he'll be only the uh, second receiver in Jets history with 100 catches in a season, joining Brandon Marshall in 2015. So um, that's significant. And um, and then we already said 1,000-yard th- receiver. 
How about if he gets to 1,100 yards um, uh, against the Patriots? He needs 92 yards against the Patriots to get there. If he does it, then um, he will have 1,100 in back-to-back -back seasons, and he'd be the first since Keyshawn Johnson in 98-99 to get to 1,100 yards receiving in back-to-back -back seasons. And the only other guys in, in franchise history who've done it and not back-to-back -back were um, Art Powell, the old Titan, in, in 60 and 62. Don Maynard did it four times, and George Sauer did it twice. And Maynard and Sauer did it together in 67, 68, <laughs> which is one of the reasons why that team was so potent and made it uh, to Super Bowl victory in uh, early 1969. So those are the guys that uh, were, were charting for uh, Garrett Wilson's final game of his second season and uh for Brees hall and similar um approach um he's not on the cusp of any of those round number things he's a little too far away from uh i think he needs like 180 some odd yards to get to a thousand rushing which i don't think he's gonna do but we know that he's a um a big rushing receiving combo guy and in fact um he he has two games this year where he's caught 95 yards worth of passes and rushed for 95 yards or more. And that is a rarity, uh, not only for a guy in his second year, but it, for any player in any year of his career. Dating to 1950, only one player has gotten three 95-95 games in his career, and that is the great late... Hall of Famer Walter Payton. And uh, to think that Payton only did it three times in his fabulous career, and Brees Hall's done it twice in a little more than a season, and there are only a handful of other players who've done it twice, um, I think that kind of underscores the, the type of player that Brees Hall can be and should be for the Jets moving forward. Randy, it's funny because I think Brees Hall is a more dynamic player than the guy I'm about to mention, but he's got a distant cousin who played in the NFL and was a damn good player, multiple times Super Bowl champion, doesn't get talked about that much because some of the guys on the teams that he was on overshadowed him. Guys like Joe Montana and Jerry Rice and even John Taylor to an extent, and I'm talking about Roger Craig. But what people don't remember, Randy, is that Roger Craig was one of the best dual threat backs ever. He was way ahead of his time in terms of what he was able to do in the passing game in addition to being able to rush 4,000 yards regularly. So if Brees Hall can have a career that's close to his cousin Roger Craig, I think that would be great for him. Although, like I said, I think he's an even more dynamic player than Roger Craig, so he has more upside. Yeah, Roger Craig, I remember... Um... Um, 1985 with the Niners had uh, 1,050 rushing and 1,016 receiving on 92 catches. Mm -hmm. uh, those are numbers that uh, I I could see Brees Hall attacking. You know, you never can tell uh, whether he'll reach it or not. But 2,066 scrimmage yards, and Brees Hall is the Jets' scrimmage yard leader this year. Although he's not close to the record. I mean, he's. Um, I think he's got 1396, and he's a little shy of Keyshawn's 1502. Is it in uh, 2015? All of his, all of uh, Brandon Marshall's 
yards from scrimmage that year were receiving yards. He didn't run the ball. He didn't return the ball. He was just a, a consummate pass catcher. And um, that is the last time that a Jet had more yards from scrimmage in a season than Brees Hall. And uh, if Brees keeps going, um, he could land himself in the Curtis Martin neighborhood. Uh, Martin has seven of the, I think six of the top seven and seven of the top 10 yards from scrimmage seasons in franchise history, which is another reason why the team MVP is now named after him. And uh, he's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I uh, don't want to say that Brees Hall's got those things in his future, but um, he's off to a really good start. Randy, think about how crazy it is that Roger Craig was able to put up numbers like that in 1985. Nobody was even coming close to doing that back then. No, I mean, you know, and, and the game constantly evolves. And um, uh, y- you notice a lot of things. I mean, um, even though interceptions are a, still a hot-button issue, uh quarterbacks do not throw them nearly as much as they used to back in the 80s and 90s. I mean, that the emphasis is on that so much uh, that um, even quarterbacks who seem to throw a lot of picks, such as, let's say, you know, Zach Wilson earlier. Um, he hasn't thrown a lot lately, but he's he's had a few strips uh, <laughs> that have gone along uh, to uh, to replace them. But but he's 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 gotten better at that. But um, even uh, I mean, I think that's one reason why backs have have emerged as much as they have. I mean, the the, the death of the NFL running back was greatly exaggerated, kind of a Mark Twain takeoff there, because um, teams do not want to have um, their um, their bell cows anymore. They don't want their three hundred carry, you know, fifty catch guys. Uh, they'd much rather have a, a running back by committee and make sure that they don't lose one of the key elements to their attack if the guy were to get hurt um, or something like that. Uh, but the checkdowns are so important now to avoid interceptions, to to get yardage that you might not get normally if you're going downfield like Namath looking for uh, Maynard or, or Sauer <laughs> on third down. And so uh, a guy like Brees Hall has an opportunity to, to show his skill in that area. And he definitely has done that. I mean, he's had – you know, I, I just mentioned the 12-catch the game uh, that he had, um, th- which was a 96-yard game, and uh, it goes back to the yardage that we were talking about with him. Uh, he's an excellent receiver. He's an excellent, uh, you know, flat receiver, check down, crossing. Uh, and, they, you know, I, I think you probably saw it, Scott, but against the Browns, was it? He lined up as a wide receiver. He was the, the go guy. And he was going down the field on a long ball, which mm-hmm. was not uh, Trevor Simeon tried to, to hook up with him. He he didn't do it, but he came close. And it's like, is that Brees Hall out there? Man, that's crazy. But uh, that's the kind of receiver he can be and is. And uh, that will be a part of his legacy, I'm pretty sure, as long as he's in the game. Randy Lang, who covers the Jets now for NewYorkJets.com for many years, the gold standard over at the Bergen Record covering the Jets. It's always a privilege to have him on and go inside the numbers. Thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. The new year is here, Randy, so I know you've got a lot of material coming up over at NewYorkJets.com. What are you going to be working on? The offseason is coming. I'm sure you've got plenty of projects on the horizon. Yeah, we we always do. I mean, that's part of um, you know being a news organization, even though it's not your typical uh, mainstream media type um, operation. Uh, but we do year-round reporting, and um, 
it's going to be positive, but it's not going to be sugar-coated. And, uh, you know, it's uh, the team website. And we'll, we'll be talking about everything team-oriented, uh, uh, whether it's stuff that um, we're going to get out of uh, baggy day, which will be uh, Monday. Um, after the Patriots game, win or lose, they're going to come back and uh, clean out their lockers, and we'll get a lot of interviews there, and we'll, we'll um, space that out over the course of the next month or so. And uh, then there'll be a lot of, obviously, free agent talk in March, and there'll be a lot of draft talk in April, and um, a lot of Aaron Rodgers talk all in between as, as often as we can get it because that's a big uh, click magnet for the uh, for anybody's website, especially NewYorkJets.com. And uh, and we'll be, you know, building the the uh, you know, thumping the tub and, and building the suspense and the, the expectations for the coming season. And hopefully it works out a lot better this year than it did last year when Aaron Rodgers lasted all of four plays. Hope he lasts at least five plays in 2024, Randy. And hope he lasts about, what, 19 or 20 games. That would be great. <laughs> and it certainly would. Make sure that yeah. you follow along with everything that Randy is doing at NewYorkJets.com. Check out everything we're doing at PlayLikeAJet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. Some great All-22 breakdowns on our channel, so watch those videos and subscribe if you haven't already. YouTube.com slash PlayLikeAJet. Also, make sure you give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it helps us out a lot. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and PlayLikeAJet.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.